Oh, greetings there, travelers. Welcome back to the end of the seven dice. I hope you've all been having a good and safe time. Looks like the weather's starting to dip a little bit. Fall has come here before you even know it, and I think winter's just around the corner. Well, that's all right, though. It'll be nice to have a little bit of a change. Oh, well, we go over just over there. Why don't you go ahead and talk to him? He's pretty eager to jump into this one. Oh, greetings, air travelers. It's me, Wing Evergambrel, famous name Bad. I do hope you enjoyed our Halloween special. It's a nice little Halloween thing we have going on here. Uh, we brought in a few doctors. Just, just had a really good fun time. To take us away from the whole like doom and gloom, Doram's going to destroy everything you know and love. You know that usual little thing. How things have been going here? Thanks for asking, travelers. I know you're always so eager to know how I'm personally doing. I I'm doing well. I've been keeping up on the shopping, been trying new recipes. I made a pumpkin pie the other day, and I also made a cheesecake. Turned out very well, thank you very much. Uh, it was uh, an interesting thing to, to bake it in that little water bed, but, you know, it actually turned out really awesome, and this time I didn't destroy the kitchen, so that was also a win-win, because -win uh, Michael wasn't mad at me this time, so... Because, <laughs> uh, you know, it gets draining when he's just mad all the time. Good news, travelers, we got some more fan mail. Uh... Had the mailbox fixed again. Well, hopefully this time it sticks. Ah, oh, you never know with this city, I tell you. The ah, oh, the city's just getting worse. Let's see. It says, "Well!" Exclamation mark. Five stars. I started listening to these guys and their fantastic exclamation mark. The production value and sound quality pull you into the story while their storytelling and cast keeps you engaged! Exclamation mark! And that's from the Dice Mortifiers, uh, from the United States of America. Thank you very much. That's a, that a really pleasant one. Thank you. Let's see here. What else we got going on? Who is that? Oh no. Michael, there's a gelatinous cube eating the door. Ah, uh, he ate the door and the patron behind him. Oh, he's coming over here. He's got a little top hat and a monocle. Little flower, it's festive. Looks like some playing cards are floating inside of him. Little mustache. How's it even stay? Doesn't he eat everything? Uh, and you are... <laughs> oh, greetings there, Bean. It's me, <laughs> the Latinus Rude. I've been sent over here from Battle Bards to give a little bit of a tale. <laughs> uh, well, is Battle Bards gonna pay for the door? Because we had like a whole back and forth thing with bar tabs and everything. Like, are they gonna pay for that? Well, it's not really my department. <laughs> well, that's fine. You, you can talk to BattleBards about that. Uh, I'm just here to tell you to hop on over to BattleBards and, and grab some amazing sound effects. They have acid spells, much like myself. It's, it's almost like I'm a walking, moving acid spell. Oh, accidentally ate another person. 
I'm sorry about that, old bean. Uh, but yes, and there's even some dialogue options if you want to add in some festive shopkeepers and stuff like that. You know, if you want to uh, have it do your work for you, so to say. You're still holding a button, but yes. How was that? I need to go to three more taverns. How many have you gone to today? Ten. Woo! You must have racked up quite the bill for battle bots. Well, at least I know I can get a lot of tavern owners behind me when I angrily yell at things. Okay, cool. Yeah, thanks. Uh, just leave the way out. Oh, you're not. You go. Okay, you made your own door. Wow. Okay, wow. Just wow. Ah. Uh, yeah. Michael left. He's probably went to go find another door and some wood. Well, that was something, travelers. I'm sorry about all that. You know how it is when we get those intents. Oh, crazy. When did we last leave our heroes? I believe they had, they had arrived at the town of Welshire, got into quite a large, a large battle, and faced off against Oblivion. Ooh, what a spectacular battle that was. And, and then now, it's kind of like we're just we're picking up after such a heated fight there. They're bloody, they're not doing good. Most of them almost died, to be quite honest. Hello, Kelsar. So let's, let's hop into this sweet tale. I present to you, the King in Yellow, part one. Hey, I'm Brent, and I'm playing Kelsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of Yetifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen of Hey, I'm Jason, and I'll be playing Drax here. A dragonborn artificer and chosen of machines. Previously, on Battle of the Seven Dice, our heroes had just finished quite the battle with Oblivion. After three of them had almost lost life, they managed to finally vanquish Oblivion, sending it into... Oblivion. They had watched as a shockwave erupted from the body. It had torn off the front of the church, showing Mother Mary holding up a staff, protecting a few people inside, blood running down her eyes and nose. And you saw the front of the tavern was blown off, and then there was a number of dead patrons, including the, uh, the owner of the pig's trough, Hilda. Now you're all just kind of like either sitting on the ground or laying on your back, looking up at the sky. It's probably around like six o'clock or so and uh, you just hear some people whimpering uh you see the spell slowly fizzling around the high priestess 
Are you guys uh, okay? Fuck. Barely. Oh. I'll use a. I'll use a rest. <laughs> oh god. Everything hurts. Everything. Uh. So I am just going to find like people who are still alive and um and just just use medicine on them. Sure. Uh, go ahead and roll it. Do I see people that are alive, but like? Well, you you, you have to go up and look. Like you're gonna have to like check pulses, that kind of stuff. Uh, Bardon, can I join you? Sure. I'll, uh, let's try and hobble over there. <laughs> no, this is all on me. <laughs> no, I want to look good. <laughs> my dead people. I'll give you a hand. Not like a ten. So I can like they seem to be like very battered. Uh, can you check also, Kelsar? I'll take a look. Oh, that twenty. <laughs> All right, so Bordon, you're looking over people, but you used a lot of spells in that fight, so you're pretty wiped out. Kelsar looks like he got ran over by two cars and then a train, but he just starts going up to people, and uh, like his face is just covered in blood, and he's looking like checking on people, and most of the people, like everyone inside the tavern, is dead. You did find some injured people that were near the temple that were kind of hiding. There's a few others that were near the well. Uh, a lot of people are coming out now from different areas. You see, uh, like, just a lot of townsfolk. Like, there's a, a dwarf and a gnome that they're standing there. They're holding hands, like, looking around at this whole carnage. They look like they're wearing pretty fancy clothes. There's a man with a, a big handlebar mustache. And uh, he has, like, this, uh, you know, like, the 10-gallon hat sort of thing. And he's looking around going, like, what happened around here? You see, like, the priestess is helping tend to people. And uh, so you managed to save uh, probably at least five people who were kind of on the verge. It doesn't take much time at all. People quickly are hauling off the injured over to the temple and sifting through the rubble, seeing if there's any others, and they're covering the dead. And let's say it's been probably about, like, half an hour while this is all going on. Uh, what would y'all like to do? You see your caravan is still down closer to the general store, and it is untouched. It does, Even though it was in the radius of the blast, it doesn't look like it was damaged at all. I think I need a rest. I, I definitely need to rest. Both Holy Tolly and uh, Ber Bernard Busybody, they're dead, right? Yeah, you find Holly Tolly, uh, they are... Like, they look like they have a lot of the energy, like, drained right out of them. And Bernard is shattered all over the ground. Okay, so did they have anything on them? Because, like, we sort of know they are related to um, Oblivion, but, like, maybe they left, like, a clue. Um, you can roll an investigation if you like. I, I do have, like, knowledge of the... Is it knowledge of the ages? Like, the one that gives me... Makes you proficient yeah. and uh, one skill for 10 minutes. Yep. And I use my guidance on myself. So I got 24 in total. So you're looking around here. You find, uh, you know, one of the symbols on Holly Tolly. Everything that Bernard had on him was turned to stone. It's been trashed. He had just like a dagger on him, uh, maybe 10 gold. Uh, you find like in a little pouch. But you find the crater where Oblivion blew up. Mm -hmm. And you're kind of sifting through Oblivion stuff. A lot of the armor has just been shredded to pieces. It looks like there's a few smashed potion bottles. You do find one item, though. So you find a cloak 
that is just like kind of hanging on a tree mm-hmm. like it was like blown off and then uh it's just like kind of dangling there and it looks like it has this shadow around it like just this uh, this shadow that all seems to be kind of like wisping off it and just clinging to it so i take this i take this cloak and um i'll use identify as a ritual so okay so you'll just be there for 10 minutes kind of yeah, like just like yeah. Touching the cloak. You're setting up your stones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about you, Ronnie? What are you doing at this time? Uh, yeah, I'm just walking past everything, going back. Like, <laughs> so you just open up the. the... I got eight hit. I got eight hit points and no spell. <laughs> so Ronnie walks past like a lot of people, going like, "What happened here?" And he just like kind of walks around uh, them and yeah. <laughs> closes. And he's bloody too. Like all of you guys look like hell. And he just closes the door behind him and goes and lays down. Uh, how about you, Enzi? Last session, I believe you said that this building here, the church, we destroyed. Or, well, we didn't destroy, but the the front bit of it was blown off. So uh, maybe I'll kind of limp over to uh, to the church and give them a donation of... A uh, hundred gold pieces. Mmm. What I can do is I think I, I can, like, with my spell, I think I can revert destroyed things, right? I, I, I. Oh, with your time? Your time magic? Yeah. No, there, but there is, like, a spell, I think. Oh, but it's just small things. Yeah. You think of, like, mending yeah. or something? Yeah, I think like it. Like, make whole. It's all good. I, I actually have quite a bit of gold that I'm carrying around, so. So, you take this gold, and uh, you pour it in, and make me a perception check. <laughs> now we're back at, at back into the fight. Yeah. <laughs> no. The gold comes alive. <laughs> <laughs> Could call it gold toe. Yeah, gold golem. <laughs> <laughs> back to the casino. 22. You watch as... So this is a hefty sum of gold that you're, like, pouring into this little area for donations. And as you're pouring it in, you see there's a lot more gold than you poured in. There's at least 50% more that you poured into this. And you check your gold just to make sure that you didn't put too much in. But no, you have everything that you put in there. Robert found the magic goose. Yeah, did you just steal it? (laughs) Then we have infinite money, literally. (laughs) (laughs) If we have this, though, then we can put more money into the economy, Brent. Let's just print more money. <laughs> we can spend more. We can spend more. It'll trickle down. <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Did, did anyone ever watch Metalocalypse? It was like a... I've, I've watched episodes here and there. They had like a, an episode where they were like governors of Florida, then they ran out of money, and so they just printed more money, and it just ended up <laughs> crippling their economy even worse. <laughs> against against my better judgment, I'm not going to take this magical donation box or whatever it is. <laughs> even though I should. I'm not going to. And MZ doesn't know much about religion, so this is just kind of like it flies over his head. But he does know something about economics. No, he really doesn't. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, Draxir, what are you up to? I'm going to go right back to the caravan and bring out my tools and try and 
rebuild Utrid. I'll kind of collect the scraps before I go back of Utrid <laughs> when I can. Uh -huh. And yeah, I'm going to use whatever supplies to try and rebuild them. One leg here, <laughs> one year there. So you, you're collecting pieces of Utrid. It doesn't take you too long. You've had to do this before, and you just kind of sit down. Does this take you like an hour or so? Uh, I believe I can do it like over a long rest, so I think it's just assumed that I kind of rebuild as I go to sleep and, and then I just sleep. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So after some time has passed, like a lot of people, like they're clearing rubble, they're they're trying to get stuff sorted, um, and like you guys are kind of helping out those of you who are not asleep, and... Uh, I, I just, I saved five, I've saved five lives, I earned my rest. <laughs> yeah, that pretty much was your whole time, you were busy trying to save people from not choking to death, and Bordon was there helping you. So the priestess comes out, and she looks a little battered, she looks pretty worn. And uh, those of you who are outside, she kind of herds you together. Do you know what happened here? Do you know what all that was? It was Oblivion. Yeah. Oblivion. Yeah, he's been following us before. I uh, We had an encounter with it, and uh, we managed to fend it off, but... It's a very powerful creature, yeah. Is it going to come back? It's dead, finally. We finally destroyed oh. it. Do you know if anything else is coming? Uh, I'll be honest with you. Uh, like, we thought, like the play, could be something about like the cultists, and we are f like fairly sure we may have like problems with it. So. Oh. Jesus poured on. Just blew up our whole spot. <laughs> <laughs> the whole town I mean, is after you. <laughs> Praise be. No. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know if I want like more people dead. Right. She looks concerned. At, like she's looking around at the destruction. Like the there's a bunch of bodies that have white sheets over them and everything. Well, we'll be sure to exercise vigilance when this troop comes in. They should be in later tonight. They said they were going to be quite late. With the tavern as it is, I, I suppose there are some beds in there, but... Uh, will you all be needing a place to stay? Uh, we don't have our caravan, but if you are worried, I can stay and help you. Could we ask that some of you maybe keep watch throughout the night? Yes, I... I, I, can, I can do that. Of course, get your rest, but maybe we'll we'll take shifts, and some of the townsfolk will help out too. Mm -hmm. We'll take shifts. I think that would be best uh, be the best course of action. I, I'll I'll use um, cure ones because it seems like Kelsar is like hurting a lot. So I mean, she thanks all of you, and she starts going to go help the other villagers. And Bordon, you said you were healing Kelsar. Yes, I am. So I heal Kelsar for ten. So he won't be, like, as battered. So yeah, you definitely feel a lot better. Thank you, Bordon. No problem, Kessler. So you're all just, like, kind of trying to take care of yourselves for most of the evening. You later find out that man with a large handlebar mustache, his name is uh, Sheriff Elba. And so he's been, you know, like, going around talking to people. He ends up coming around and asking you guys a few questions, but it was really the same as what the priestess was asking. There is a dwarf man and a gnome woman in there. They're helping out. 
and uh, you find out that the dwarf's name is Tomerick and the, the gnome's Erica, and they're just... They're like, everybody seems to be helping out. You see uh, the balding man from the general store. Ichabod's out there helping out, and Mary as well. Like, they're all just trying to get this place cleaned up. And they said, well, I guess tomorrow we'll have to have a funeral for all these poor lost souls. They thank you for all your hard work and taking care of this evil that's been... That's come to their town. They didn't even know. Yeah, and and we're very sorry. I, I can I can say like for all of us that like we well, didn't know the evil was gonna be here or, or that this this creature was coming to attack our town. It's just yeah, this is what evil does, and good thwarts it. It was it's insane. Yeah, we did it, but not without like losses on your side, right? After when this is over, um, do you need help um, with the bodies? Um, I can. I am a paladin. I can maybe help with their spirits. We'll be able to take care of that. But thank you, Kelsar. You're welcome. And so the the knight kind of slinks on in. Ronnie is out cold for a lot of this. Who is going to be taking shifts for the watch? I can do it. I just wanted to know if I if I was able to identify the cloak. Oh, yeah. Uh, that cloak is a cloak of shadows. So it has two abilities. Once per day, it can cast the spell Darkness. Mm-hmm. And once per day, it can cast the spell Shadow Step, which is like what a Shadow Dancer could do back in 3.5. Oh. You just kind of like step through a shadow and come somewhere else. That's awesome. I have something like that, too, for one of my spells, uh, Misty Step. Nice. Yeah, MZ's got that one. That's good. Another feature of this cloak is when it's dark out, like whether you're like in a cave or it's nighttime, you have advantage on high checks. Oh, cool. Or stealth checks, I guess it is. Don't say it never gave nothing to you. It sounds so, so much like a Matthews line. I guess I'll, uh, I can take first watch. Sure. Okay. So, Kelsar, Bordon, uh, you other three, are you taking watch at all? Not if I don't have to. I really need my eight hours. I got my ass kicked in that fight, so I need I need <laughs> yeah. some rest though. Like I, I got my shit kicked in. Yeah. I will help for sure. Thank you. My character needs his his eight hours or whatever it is for a long rest. Yeah, you'll all get your full rest. But like it's just if you're taking watch you'll still be hurt while you're on watch. Uh okay, and Drex here? I imagine for rebuilding purposes, I would probably not want to help watch because I'm focused on that. Okay. So here's what happens. So, Kelsar, your watch goes pretty uneventful. You switch off with the sheriff and he takes over. There's a lot of other townsfolk posted around the town, just kind of like keeping watch and doing their part. And then you go back down to lay down MZ. While you're sleeping... You have a weird dream. You are in this room. It's completely black. It's a lot like when you met Truth when you died. And you're just kind of sitting. You can't move at all. And you look, and in front of you, sort of phasing in, you see Matthews. And he's smiling at you. His rotted teeth are like just showing as he does this big toothy grin. And he keeps pointing at his chest, and then 
pointing at you and smiling and just kind of laughing. And you keep watching him do this for about a minute, and you you don't know what's going on. And you look down and you see there's that flower, the same flower that you picked up in Nesme after you visited that temple, and it's on your chest. But then while you're looking down at your chest, you see these hands, these gray hands that are grabbing onto you and starting to pull you down into this inky blackness. And I need you to make me a wisdom saving throw. Uh, nineteen. So you're trying to move really badly. These hands are clutching onto you. You see you're starting to bleed where their nails are digging in as they're dragging you down into the blackness. You slowly start to be able to move your one arm and you grab onto the stem of this flower and you feel this golden energy sort of float around you and you see the hands recoil and then Matthew's laughing again and then he just like points to his head a little bit and then he points at you and then he just kind of walks away and then you wake up and you're holding that flower and it's still the middle of the night hmm fuck hmm that's weird I think I'm just gonna lay there and hold on to the flower for a minute just kind of ponder yeah I'm gonna ponder on that a little bit and Kind of fall back to sleep if it's safe, I guess. Holding on to that flower, though. Yep. Alright, so you go on back to sleep. Borodon, while you're on watch, you hear the sounds of wagon wheels that are coming in. And you look, it's coming from the direction of the road leading in near the tavern and temple. And you see this large wagon is coming in and it's being pulled by a couple large draft horses. And you see, like, there's uh, there's this great giant writing on the side of this wagon. It says, like, a king in yellow, a play to behold. There's a, a young man who's driving this wagon up, and he stops near the this broken tavern. And he's just, like, looking around, really shocked. And he sees you, and he's like, um, is this Welshire? Mm-hmm. What happened here? Life. Life blew up? The front of the tavern and the front of the temple? Yep. Is everyone okay? Nope. A lot of people <laughs> died, yep. Uh, I mean, I'm all blooded, right? I'm yeah, all, like you're covered. Yeah, in. I mean, look at me. Um, okay. Well, I'll... Okay. <laughs> and then he just, like, kind of gets off his wagon, and you see he... He goes and he opens this side door into this large caravan and he, he just steps inside and closes it behind him. Did we level up to level 9? I think we did, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there is this spell. Guiding bolt? <laughs> no. <laughs> just use guiding bolt. <laughs> no, it's, it's... I create, I think, like, it's an eye and then this eye can spy. <laughs> Ooh. I spy. I spy. My little I spy. eye. Why? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's hilarious. You guys know it. What is this spell called? I have to look for it. It's um it's from like the knowledge domain. I think it's Arcane Eye. Okay. Yeah, you have that as your domain spell for seventh level. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's visible or not. So you create an invisible magical eye within range that hovers in the air for the duration. 
You can mentally receive visual information from the eye. It has normal vision and dark vision of 30 feet. The eye can look in every direction. As an action, you can move the eye 30 feet in any direction. There's no limit to how far this eye can move, but it can't enter another plane of existence. Solid barriers block the eye's movement, but the eye can pass through an opening as small as a one inch diameter. So I'll just cast Arcane Eye inside of the... Yeah. So you're, you're casting it when he opens up the door kind of thing? Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I just... Interesting. So you cast this eye. And it, it's kind of like, uh, it just appears. And it feels weird, because like suddenly you can see more. Mm-hmm. You're looking through this eye, and you're watching as this young man is going through like this really crowded hallway. There's a bunch of like flyers and stuff in there. You see there's old uh, posters that are put up all in this place. He goes and he knocks on a door that says management. Sir, um, it, it, it looks like Wellshire got attacked by possibly a, a person called Life. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, what? <laughs> and uh, you see the door opens and it's this really old man. It's this old half-elf that's he's like leaning on a cane. Someone named Life attacked this place? What kind of town are we in? <laughs> so, I don't know, sir. Do you still want to do the play? Well, we're already here, and I'm kind of tired, so we'll do it in the morning, I guess. He's like, okay, I'll, I'll go get the rest of the actors ready. All right. And uh, he, he goes and closes his door. Is there anything you want to do with this eye while it's in there? Yeah, I want to check, like, I check out, like, every, I don't know, every room, every, and every actor, if possible. You're going through this place, you see there's a lot of stage props, like, and the, the inside of this caravan is kind of like yours, it's a lot bigger than it should be. Mm. You're going through, there's, like, a lot of, like, you see, like, a kind of castle pieces, or there's, like, a like wooden uh, trees and everything that just been like painted and they're super thin. There's like fancy painted backdrops, that kind of stuff. Like it looks pretty high quality and you follow through and there's a, there's a few actors. You see one woman, she's kind of sitting in front of this large mirror with a candle and she has like all this makeup and stuff laid out. There's a number of costumes that are in her room. So you go into this one uh, area where it looks like it's kind of a storage room. There's a lot of long boxes in there like a lot of them. And so you're just kind of looking through. You're not sure what these things are used for. Mm -hmm. And you just like go through and it does seem like there's just a bunch of people in here who seem like they're actors. There's a lot of like stage hands. Um, some people are drinking and playing cards, stuff like that. And there is nothing like unusual, like at all. Not that you can see. It, it looks like a normal play. <laughs> A very normal play. I don't trust you, Lucas. How come you say it <laughs> looks <know>. like... <laughs> because he's looking through an eye. <laughs> it doesn't smell like a normal play. Okay, it's a, so... It's a musical. That's what's not normal about it. There's so many tap shoes. There's a room full of tap shoes. <laughs> so I, I create arcane... Like arcane nose. Like to see... Like to, to smell if everything's fine there. No. Oh, it smells great. It smells like Earl Grey tea. It's wonderful. Something smells fishy about this whole setup. <laughs> it's not the play. 
Calstar like sheepishly puts away his fish. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just keep like the eye inside, you know, just yeah. It lasts up to an hour, just for uh, you know, like the duration of the spell. You see, like the, there's like a, the odd time, like someone's coming out of their room and like talking to each other. There's like stagehands that are gambling. Uh, the one woman you saw before, she comes out and she like knocks on the manager's door and she's just talking about like you know like what time? He's like probably after lunch. I don't know. And, like, just, like, a lot of little interactions like that. Mm -hmm. And then eventually the eye just kind of fizzles out. Okay. And the rest of your evening is pretty normal. Minus the creation of a new website called Borodon's Voyeurism. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You spend the rest of your night just making a goddamn website and the styling is atrocious. (laughs) (laughs) You all wake up in the morning. You're feeling better. Once again, the... The freakish symbol on your left hand has caused you to heal exponentially fast. And so your your wounds are gone. Your armor still looks pretty rough. Your clothes are dirty, but you feel a lot better. I don't I didn't sleep too good. You're purposely gonna let Kelsar be <laughs> like banged up? Because I'll let you if you want. No, he slept Okay. He's starting to feel a presence though. You get disadvantage on everything. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you do. <laughs> He's feeling a presence he hasn't felt in a while. Okay. So you're just feeling you're feeling off from this, and yeah. in the morning you guys can all smell the smell of like uh, like breakfast foods coming out. Oh. Um, those of you that step outside, you look and it looks like somebody's still like they've cleaned up the front of the inn. They've moved a lot of the stuff. They've taken the bodies out, obviously. And you guys, it looks like you've probably slept till. 11 o'clock or so like it's it's almost lunchtime i could eat but you are all so beaten and battered you're smelling this food and you see that there are people out um they're all kind of around this large caravan and you see like these people from the caravan are hauling out props and they're kind of setting up something that's a a little bit outside of the town, not very far. They're kind of setting up a tent and a stage and everything like that since the church got pretty wrecked. Uh, I'm going to go hang out. Like, I assume there's like a some kind of sign. Or there's like, like in front of the uh, church where they're holding this thing, there's like some kind of sign saying like, hey, play today or whatever. Yeah. I'm just going to hang around by the church for a little bit. Are you trying to like make it look like you're going to be in the play? Uh, no, just... I got some. <laughs> okay. Trying to dissuade some people from, from joining, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to, like, talk to the group before we, you know, prepare anything. Because I got to, to check on them, right? I got to spy on them. And I just wanted, you know, like, the group to know that, like, they, they doesn't seem to be, you know, like, evil or whatever, you know? They doesn't seem to be suspicious. That's all. But we should keep our guards up because Lucas is the DM, so, you know. Perfectly normal. Yeah. What the hell are you talking about, Alberto? What the hell's a DM? <laughs> Who's Lucas? Also, you called him Alberto. What are you talking about? talking about, you nut. Do you mean Wing Over Gimbal, famous gnome bard? Should do what 50 Cent did to uh, Jaw Rule. What's up? Uh, ja-, ja Rule was having a concert and 50 Cent bought out 
like all the, all, the, all the front row seats and everything like that so it was just like empty up front <laughs> <laughs> okay so Bordon is telling you all this stuff like you're hearing it Ronnie you're you know you're suited up in your good suit uh, Uhtred is back up and running and humming along while it's clanking beside you Draxir so Ronnie you go over and you're kind of by this sign while everyone else is you know they're just having something to eat what is it you'd like to do over there? I'm just kind of waiting for a while. Because mm-hmm. it seems like there's no one there's no one coming up yet. There's no one like coming to, to start walking, is there? They're kind of like, they set up the tent like a little bit out, like maybe like a five minute walk out of town because the tavern, or because of the inn and the church both got pretty wrecked. Gotcha. So they have like a little makeshift tent and a stage and stuff. Mm, okay. We're just going wherever that sign is. I'm just waiting for people to start showing up. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, stagehands that are looking over at you, and, like, there's one person who comes over, and he has, like, a clipboard, and uh, he looks at you, and he's like, okay, yeah, so what role are you doing today? Oh, I'm actually just letting people in. Uh, I'm an usher. Oh, okay, yeah, no, you look like you're with us. It's a pretty fancy suit. Yeah, yeah no, okay, yeah. yeah. And your name? Uh, sorry, just uh, have it down. Usher. Usher? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here, just give me a sec. And like he he writes down on something, and it's like a <laughs> a, a little like name tag thing that he hands to you that you just like kind of clip on your shirt, and it just says Usher. <laughs> okay. Here you go. Yeah, perfect. Okay. He's like, come on, people, we got to get this stage set up by one o'clock. We need this ready. Like people are just like hauling stuff back and forth, <laughs> and they're like giving you the nod, Ronnie. Like they and just like, yeah, he's supposed to be here. That's one of the benefits of your suit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, be like a beacon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he looks like he would be in a place. Yeah. So. <laughs> the rest of you, what are you up to? I'm going to get some breakfast. Yeah, there's like a... They almost have like this sort of like walk-up thing just because of everything that's happened, just so people can walk up and just get breakfast for free. Oh, love it. I wanted to, to talk to MZ. Okay. You know, knock on MZ's door. Not Ronnie Ames's dog, and then like I, I, I just present him with uh, like the cloak, and then I say I don't know if this is going to be helpful to you, but that's the cloak um, Oblivion has left behind. Oh yeah, I've identified it, and it seems to be pretty powerful. It has like darkness, that you can cast darkness one time, like yeah, like once per day. You can cast Shadow Step once per day. And uh, and when it's dark outside, it will give you, like it will give you like an advantage on stealth checks. I mean, wh- when you're hiding, it will hide you better. Are you interested in it? <laughs> Definitely, I will gladly take that, and I'll give you my cloak that I'm wearing right now, and it's a plus two to stealth. Oh yeah, thank you. It looks like it's really finely made. Uh, like, uh, it seems like the texture in it is just kind of made where it almost seems like it blends in a bit when you have it near stuff. Oh, thank you. So we just swap the, like, the item. Yeah, now MZ has, like, these shadows lifting off of him <laughs> and stuff like that. He just, like, super, as, like, this blood comes out of his hands. I'm the good guy. He's, like, edgier and edgier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He has these little winged boots. <laughs> yeah, he got little winged boot- booties. 
Uh, and Draxir, what are you doing? You see Kelsar is just slamming back this food. You said there's like a mechanic in town or something last time, right? There's a smith. You can hear him forging away already. Yeah, I, I want to get some oil for future purposes, so I'm going to go pay the smith a visit, buy some oil if possible. Yeah, so you go walking. It doesn't take very long. This place is quite small, as I seem to like to make small towns. You come up to this forge, and it looks like it's been built into a home, and the clanging of a hammer on metal can be heard as you approach. The house seems smaller than most homes. The door itself is only five feet tall, and the smell of smoke and iron can be picked up off the air and throw out these open windows. You see this dwarven figure just hammering away, while this gnomish woman, you see she's sitting down on a bench by him, and she looks like she's carving ruins into another object and just chatting with him. Okay, I guess I'll go up to the smith and kind of interrupt him as politely as I can. Hmm? Oh! Dragonborn. Yes. What have you got for sale here, sir? I'm looking for some oil and might be interested in some other items if you have any recent creations. Well, uh... We don't make too much that's kind of for adventures. We do have the odd thing that's a bit, uh... We have some runic magic that's been enchanted into a few things. Makes it very durable. Uh, maybe some armor, if you're interested. Mm. They're kind of looking over you. They're like, we, we definitely do have oil. Uh, they look at your machine that's by you. Utrid, it's just kind of like humming beside you while it's kind of looking around. Are you uh, an artificer? Yes, yes I am, actually. Perhaps I could teach you to make one of these one day. Then I have more time. Yeah, by all means, you can come on down here. We, we'd love to have you. And they're just kind of like, he starts like sorting through things, and his wife's like pointing him into it, like, no, it's over here. And he's like, oh, no, I'm looking for the, no, it's over here. All right. And what kind of armor do you wear? Uh, right now I wear scale mail. I'm just curious, like, what other kinds would he have, or does he have, like, one of everything? Yeah, he, he'd have, like, any of the kinds of armor, and it looks very finely forged, and you see there are, like, little runes and everything put into it that are faintly glowing. Okay. Is there a different kind of armor you're looking for? Uh, yeah. Sir, have you got any half-plate available? Hmm, yeah, we definitely do. Here. And then he starts, like, hauling through, like, a few boxes and stuff. He pulls out one, and he's, like, wiping dust off it and stuff. But it looks still in great condition. You could tell that there's magic sort of, like, thrumming through it. So it clearly won't be rusting or anything anytime soon. Right. He sets it out. Uh, it's kind of an expensive piece. How much money do you have, son? We've got a fair bit of coin. What's your asking price? We'll go from there. Hmm. Not going to be able to let go of this any less than twelve fifty. Twelve fifty. Hmm. Too rich for my blood for now. That's fair. Good to know you have it. I'll just buy some oil from you, sir. Sure. That'll be uh, two silver. And he goes and he brings some up. Just in these little canisters. I'll hand. Uh, Two silver over, and uh, we'll complete the transaction, and then I'll go join up with the group again. Uh, so I imagine you're all going to kind of reunite around Ronnie. Yeah, he's fucking reflective with that suit. <laughs> yeah, there's like every so often like a crow is coming by, he's like, get away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you all find Ronnie uh, shining. He has a little name tag on him that says Usher, but I'm sure Ronnie has no idea what it says. I should have gone to write something, like, more useful, like, learn what magic, how magic is spelled, or... <laughs> <laughs> I 
You're just sitting there like, are you actually looking to learn something, Ronnie? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alright, so you guys are all together. Oh, man, that was delicious. I'm just going to be the first one to say, so what the fuck was that yesterday? The, the Oblivion. That was, that was insane. Yeah, I have no idea how... Like, how I got here, like, it's easy, because I'm pure, like, beach black shadow, but... Like, how did it know that we were be here, like, right now? Like, you know, during the play, for the play, you know? That's, that's so, that's insane. Well, maybe it's just coincidence. No, it, it can't be. <laughs> it, like, simply can't be. I know, I know you're just, like, joking. Probably just came for the play. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he know, he's a connoisseur of fine plays. Yeah, sure. Brought us all the way out here. Do we know why it specifically seemed to hunt Bernard Busybody and the other guy? Yeah, Holly Jolly. I don't. And Bernard Busybody. Holly Tolly. Or Holly Tolly, right. sorry. Holly Tolly and Bernard Busybody. I don't think he was actually hunting them. Well, it's pretty big coincidence that they were leaving the tavern and. But not hunting. It seemed like Oblivion planned some kind of assassination here. Like our assassination, right? It had some kind of knowledge of what was going on, obviously. Because, like, the way, like, Holly Tolly was talking to, um, to Oblivion, saying, like, that wasn't the way of the Laughing God? The Shining God. That was what Bernard was saying, yeah. Yeah, Bernard, yeah. So that that wasn't the way of the Shining God. It's like he had contact with, like, Oblivion, and Oblivion wasn't, you know, aggressive towards him. You know, because, I mean, they were pretty, like, weak compared to Oblivion, right? Yeah. And uh, Oblivion could have just destroyed them right away. So my, my feeling is that Oblivion knew them, at least like for some time because you know like they knew about Oblivion so I don't know like it doesn't it does, what it feels like is that they knew Oblivion and then Oblivion turned on them do you think maybe we're being watched by someone else we could be 100% I think we're being watched how like what, what is what could possibly be watching us and how and how could we stop it Maybe an arcane eye. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't doubt if we're getting scryed on. Like, we're dealing with powerful creatures here. Maybe we should talk to someone. Maybe there's a way where we can get the scrying stopped on us, maybe get it blocked. Well, I did give you guys those anti-scrying stones, but I don't know if they're powerful enough. They may uh, run a little bit of interference, but I, I don't know. Ah. Mm. Uh. I thought they would work and... Should I cast like, um... It's not identify magics, like... Like, do I have like a, a sense magic spell? There's detect, detect magic? Is, oh, detect ma de yeah. Detect magic, yeah. Did you actually take it? Did you pick your spells? <laughs> of course I did! <laughs> <laughs> I told you last time. Oh, but it's, uh, 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 it's ritual. It's a, a ritual. So I don't have to. 
Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Bordon spends ten minutes oh casting this spell. Is there anything any of you want to do while he's he's setting up his stones and he's drawing like the circle? <laughs> Yeah, they're every, all the kind of uh, play working people are inside that tent now, right? Yeah, for the most part. There's like the odd person running back and forth. Is there the opening to that tent? How big is it? Like the to see inside? It's like ten feet uh, wide. Ten feet wide. Is there? It's like a curtain, like kind of like one of those triangly curtains kind of thing, kind of deals. Yeah, it's like it's parted uh, to either side. I'm gonna I'm gonna go over there and make that make that a little bit smaller. I'm gonna make that five feet high. I'm gonna just pull them together and make it about five feet high. Yeah, you don't have to roll anything for that. You just kind of like pull them in. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm just waiting for people to show up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're gonna charge all of them. <laughs> you guys are standing outside there for a bit now, and people are starting to show up for the play. You see, there's a uh, there's at least a good. 20, 30 townsfolk. Uh, you see, like, the, the priestess, Mary, is there. You see Tomerick and his wife, Erica. You see the the sheriff, Elba, is there. I'm gonna start yelling to form a line. If you could just form form single file. Oh, oh, oh yeah, oh, of course. <laughs> six yeah. feet apart. And I'll just start. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah, they're six feet apart. Social distancing. <laughs> Get everyone in a line. Yeah, they're all in a line. So play, getting right. ready to start? Okay. We'd uh, yeah, go up to the first person. Okay, uh, you're you're first in line. Just give me uh, oh, gotta find you a spot spot in there, and I'm gonna go up to the front door and I'm gonna cast minor illusion and I'm gonna make a five by five foot square just inside the entrance to make it look like it is completely packed all the way <laughs> up to the entrance. <laughs> oh, what is it? People traveled here from the other town. Oh, they must must have been. Let me let me oh. see if I can squeeze squeeze you in. Oh. I'm looking. Looking in, <laughs> I uh, I think we're actually full up. Uh, oh, everyone's disappointed. Oh, Make me a deception oh check. <laughs> I got a nineteen. So let's see if they. This is the first time I've had to roll. It's been an hour. Oh yeah, they definitely believe you. Oh, that. Oh. But they came to our town. Oh. This is shit. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe the people from the other town just did this to us, fucking Woolerton. <laughs> Couple of them spit. <laughs> you know, I I know I heard heard from that leader that uh, you guys really really put in a high bid to get your guys get the the thing over here. I bet you that Woolerton was. Was real mighty pissed about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we are having another show in a couple days over in Bloomingburg. Just okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, you know where that is. Yeah. <laughs> Just inventing places now. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm rolling with it. There's now Bloomingburg that's near here. Right, I saw sweet. it on the way. I'm like, okay, yeah, Blooming. We can, we can make it to Bloomingburg. Yeah, when, can- when is that? Uh, let, let me. It was. Uh, I'm looking, flipping through, flipping through some pages. It's on uh, the seventh. <laughs> I don't know what it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is right now. Okay, that's not too long from now. Okay, everyone. You know, maybe we could use today to just kind of be with, be around one another because it's been difficult. Let's, you know, maybe maybe now isn't the time for a play. Right. And a lot of them are just like, yeah, fucking Woolerton though, and like, like, all right. <laughs> 
make sure you get there early, because there's going to be a lot of people from Bloomberg yeah. going there. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, thanks, Usher. Yeah. And so the, the townsfolk disperse. All right, sweet. Am I there watching him do this shit? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just, like... I kind of just, like, have my hands exasperated, like, up in the air, like... <laughs> what? No, like, I get it. Wollerton's the shittiest place on <laughs> Forgotten Realms. I'm like, they're just super angry because they wanted to see this play. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of them, they just they disperse. They they leave the area. After maybe a couple minutes, uh, an elderly man comes out, and Bordon, you recognize him to be the, the manager, and he's like, is no one showing up for the play? The play's about to start. You you young men, get in here now. Uh, oh my god, we we come to this town, <laughs> half of it's blown up. And like he's just like marching his way over there, and he takes a yeah, seat. No one's in there. <laughs> sorry, sorry, so I just, sir. I just whispered to him, to, to, like to them, like he's the manager. Yeah, he's the, yeah, the guy in charge, yeah. Honestly, I can't be mad at Ronnie because he might have saved those guys, people's lives at this point. Might have. Yeah. yeah. I reluctantly go in to watch the play. And I just, I'm just like, you know what? I should be mad at you, Ronnie, but I'm not. <laughs> I just really wanted to ruin some guy's play. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> so, so do you guys want to sit up front or at the very back? We sit at the very back. There's no one in there, but we sit in the last row. <laughs> it's super awkward. Because the manager, he looks back at all of you, right? He's like, what the shit? <laughs> he's looking back at all of you. Fuck this town. And he's like getting comfy and stuff. Kind of resting his hands on his cane. This young man like steps out and he says, Thank you. What? What? Are we starting? And the old man's like, just get on with it. And it, like he clanks his staff on uh, one of the things. Like, okay. I'm like at the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you. Uh, we now present to you the uh, king in yellow. Uh, thank you for coming to our play. And he he does like an awkward bow, and he quickly rushes behind. What you all see is coming out uh, is four individuals. They're dressed in casual gray garments. Just like average like button-up shirts and pants, uh, gray shoes. And you watch as MZ, Ronnie, Bordon, and Kelsar walk onto the stage. They're all smiling, uh, their eyes completely yellow. And they say, The, the king, king in yellow. yellow! And they all clap their hands. And there's a yellow flash. And you feel a similar sensation that you're all falling. Meanwhile, at Doran's castle... What is it, ghoulish one? Ah, studying, I see. Wondering what happens to those in the pods. I need to make sure this ritual goes off without any issues whatsoever. Now that we have lost Arkham, I have even less books about this ritual and no one to consult. If any of these planewalkers die, 
Where am I going to find another this late in the game? They're scattered across the multiverse hiding because I've been hunting them. Well, maybe you should have taken a bit more of a subtle approach. Also, was Spellsinger really that useful? It's hard to be subtle when your mind is splitting apart in three different directions from such a revelation. Also, Spellsinger was invaluable, and your pathetic army couldn't hold four idiots back. Ronnie made it into Arkham undetected. Ronnie! He wears a golden suit! Hmm, true. I was a little surprised that one snuck by. That and your little guard dog, Necros, didn't uphold his end of the bargain. What was it you said? No one will ever get through a god of death. Enough! <laughs> you know I don't breathe. I just need air to talk. Perhaps I don't want to hear you talk right now, you parasitic wretch. Why are you here? Is it just to annoy me? <clears throat> no. Not entirely. I'm here to talk to you about the Shining Bird. What about it? It is resting after consuming that tribe of gnolls from the spine of the world. It shouldn't have caused any problems. No, it hasn't, aside from striking fear into everything while it rips the souls out of entire villages. Althazar wants to use it. Althazar? Why would he want to use it? He's the Blade of the Shining. His effort should just be spent on furthering the power of the Shining God and spreading the word to susceptible villages and towns. Yes, I agree. I found him near Sanctuary. He was in some cave with a repaired spelljammer, the one you had Oblivion haul up, the Mind Flare ship. Anyways, he said he wanted to sail to Evermeet and destroy the last possible point of retreat for the people of Faerun. Evermeet? Yes, they would be a formidable foe, and their defenses are legendary. I could very well see that place becoming a last line of defense. Still, why wouldn't we send in the Ringmaster? This seems like a job for our Blade of the Transformed, or even Giles, the Blade of the People. More than likely, he's just excited at the prospects of bringing word of the Shining God to such a secluded and protected place. It's hard to tell what he's thinking most of the time. When he went to Nesme, I thought he was converting the town into followers, not blowing it up and making a small army of undead husks. Yes, I was fond of little Nesme, standing there with its battered walls. I was planning on attacking it just a few days before we lost Arkham. Such a disappointment. Still, I'm reluctant to send out the Shining Bird with Althazar. It is very young and just hatched. Its potential is far from being reached. It should wait at least another month or two before this. Will this world even be around by then? Of course it will be. We're planning on eradicating the gods, not everyone else. Just because the Chosen like to claim we're all evil, and aiming to kill everyone so they can rile up a mob, doesn't mean you can just fall in line with the rhetoric. Honestly, ghoulish one, I thought better than that of you. I see. Apologies. 
Tell Althazar that it is still too early for the Shining Bird to be used. It is just a hatchling and the last thing I need is one of our most powerful assets getting captured or killed. If Evermeet decides they will stand against us, then we will just crush them as we have crushed all others who have opposed us. I'll let him know. Do take care now. Be gone, ghoulish one. Elthazar, this is Father Matthews. You've been cleared by Dorum to take the Shining Bird. Use the horn whenever you're ready. Fantastic news! Thank you ever so much, Father Matthews, for speaking to our great and shining leader for me. I shall make us proud. I have to say, Ronnie is so clever at times. Often he likes to, to you know, to take the easy way out, be a little foolish, but I'm fairly certain he just saved a lot of lives. And he probably did it a bit more because it was a good prank. But that was pretty clever. I did not see that one coming. As you know, travelers, as I recite these tales, that I'm pulling them from a memory that has been wiped from me, and only this inn, for whatever reason, is allowing me to retell this story before this world comes to an end, and I'm trying so fast to get it told to you, but you know how world-ending apocalyptic things are. It's, it's crazy. Travelers, if you've been enjoying our tale and you've really been uh, excited to see what happens and all that, well, why don't you head on over to the older tunes or the Podruzer and leave us one of them good reviews with your thoughts. We'd love to hear what you're enjoying. We'd love to know your, your thoughts on the matter. And it's always good to see us. It really boosts us up and has us like, oh, I'm, I'm pumped to do this. And uh, if you'd like to support the show even more, if you're like, well, I've had a balloon or two in my pocket, a little bit of gold jingling around, then you can head on over to our Patreon, where we have loads of bonus material. There are, I, I believe, around 10 or 11 one-shot episodes on there. There are a number of PDFs, uh, some rule sets, uh, as well as, like, the rule set from Just Doctor Work. Uh, all sorts of stuff on there, as well as we, we even just give updates and stuff like that. Most of the time, just the basic updates are free, you can just take a look. We've been also trying to post them on the... What is this? Website. Web... Website. Website. Yeah, we're posting them on that as well, to try to let people see the, the updates if they feel like it. Because it's a lot, and often we can't get it on the Twitter sphere, and you know how it is, you post one thing on there, and it's gone in about 30 seconds. It's like you're posting on a damn image board. But yeah, uh, and, and hit us up on the old Twitter sphere if you want to have a little chat. So remember, take care of yourselves. Try to stay inside as much as you can. I know it's not always possible, and some of us have to work. That's understandable. And do your best to wash those hands and just keep in contact with loved ones because it, it can get challenging sometimes. Just send a text message. Maybe even just cast a message spell. That's what I do. I just use message or sending. And then it's just one spell slot out of my day, you know. Like, I have other spell slots. 
and it makes them feel good too, so you know, it's, it's good. Oh, travelers, I must be off. It has been quite the day, and I have to help Michael fix a wall and fix a door. I bid you all adieu.